your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. You can download the app and join me next week to get in on the action. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild features a crossover with Jared Ellis of Lockdown Hurricanes and Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks, talking about the Seattle Kraken expansion draft, breaking down the roster, and some of the ins and outs of the new Seattle Kraken roster. So that is our plan for today. We'll also be on Jack Eichel watch. There are some rumors that an Eichel trade may go down today. So we will uh, keep an eye, I will keep an eye on that, I should say. And uh, if things do go down, we will have an emergency podcast later today. If the trade does happen, we'll do a full episode breaking down some of the ins and outs of the trade. If it does happen uh, ahead of the draft, which if it's going to involve draft picks, it's pretty likely that it will. So we'll keep an eye out for that today. But uh, here is our crossover talking about the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. All right, folks, it is a locked on mega crossover as I am Jared Ellis, host of Locked on Hurricanes. I am joined by Jason from Locked on Ducks and Seth from Locked Yo. on Wild. How are we doing this afternoon, folks? Doing good. I am doing wonderfully. I'm not going to lie. I'm frantically scrolling my phone as we are doing this just to see if there are any um any other trades that uh, that happen throughout the day? All right, well, look, we're going to talk about trades read. later, okay? Um, <laughs> because obviously, folks, there's a lot going on in the NHL right now. We had the expansion draft last night, um, as well as just news regarding all of our teams. I'm the one with the big stupid news today, uh, but and then yeah, just a whole lot of stuff going on right now. Um, the NHL schedules are supposed to come out today i believe um so that'll be fun as well and we'll obviously talk about that stuff so this is going to be probably like three or four parts um for this episode or episodes i should say but the big stuff right now yeah as far as the league is of course the expansion draft that was last night um it was pretty underwhelming to be completely honest because not only were the picks leaked uh, prior to the draft, which was what it was, uh, it was just the fact that, frankly, the Kraken roster kind of sucks, in my opinion. Um, it looks very much like an AHL roster, um, which with Ron Francis being the GM and some of the rosters he assembled uh, in Raleigh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll just say this. He's not done yet. Oh, there's yeah, still trades that could happen. Oh, there's yeah, still the NHL draft, and there's still the about $30 million they have in cap space. That is a ton of cap space. Oh, yeah. I know there's obviously still going to be moves made. That's fine. It was just kind of one of those things. Like You saw like some of the guys that were left unprotected, um, and uh-huh. you're just like, really? You didn't go with you know, just – the big name that comes to mind right off the top of my head, you know, Carrie Price. Yeah. Um, like you didn't take that. Um, it's just certain things like that. It's just kind of head 
and scratching again. Yeah, there's still free agency, the NHL draft trades, all that stuff to happen. Um, so who knows what they'll actually look like come you know opening day. But it's very much kind of an underwhelming roster, to be completely honest. Yeah, I'd just like to point out that the highlight of the selection show, which I did watch in pretty much its entirety last night, was Gary Bettman getting booed. Top highlight right off right off the bat. That's that's your nice leadoff home run if you are uh, Ichiro. Nice Seattle tie-in. Um, and Sean Kemp modeling the youth um, Seattle Kraken merchandise was also... Um, <laughs> an interesting uh interesting tie-in as well um Sean Kemp looks like he could play fullback yeah That's I how he looks right now my exact quote when that when he came out on stage with Gary Payton I was like Gary Payton looks like he could still play Sean Kemp does not <laughs> yeah it, Sean Kemp looks like he could play dot 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 in the Nathan's hot dog <laughs> contest That's what he looks like. Right now. <laughs> Yeah, but Joey Chestnut will smoke him. Yeah, there's no there's no comparison to uh, Doctor C, as I call him. <laughs> yeah, just you know, uh, you know, we'll obviously discuss all the picks, um, but yeah, you know, we'll discuss ours first. Um, obviously, you know, player that's near and dear to my heart, um, but also Jason's um, from Anaheim. They selected Hayden Flurry. No surprise there. Obviously, I know you're not nope. thrilled with that. Uh, nope. Jason, but nope. Let I'm me not Let me surprised with it um, <laughs> because Ron Francis drafted Flurry. Um, so yeah, really, can, no surprise. Can I, can I vent for a minute on this? As long as you keep it somewhat PG, I'm, I'll keep it PG. So GM Bob Murray decided to not protect four defensemen and essentially leave Hayden Flurry unprotected. They went seven three one, which is fine because they protected their young assets. That's fine. As far as who Anaheim protected, let's go down the list, shall we? Just very quickly, they protected Raquel Silverberg, Delorier for some reason, <laughs> Troy Terry, Isaac Lundstrom, Sam Steele, Max Jones, and the three defensemen. I get it. Fowler, Lindholm, Manson. To leave Hayden Flurry unprotected with that cap hit and his age and his upside, what are you thinking, GM Bob Murray? Hayden Flurry is an up and coming defenseman. Maybe not, mm-hmm. not a like top. To like a top pairing guy, but he is a good depth defenseman that the Ducks could use. I mean, who are they going to rely on? Jacob Larson? Are they going to rely on Kevin Shattenkirk, who was extremely underwhelming last season? So losing Hayden Fleury, here's essentially how it worked. They gave up Yanni Hockenpah, who's now a god over there in Carolina. Thank you. Thank you, Jared, you know, for giving us Hayden Fleury for a couple months. But you're welcome, Jared, for He's the Ducks giving you Yanni Hockenpah. He's probably going to be gone. And, you know, he, he might be gone. The Ducks essentially got Hayden Flurry, or, you know, gave him up for nothing. It's for absolutely yeah. nothing. That's asset management at its finest. GM Bob Murray striking again. Hayden Flurry's gone. And what do the Ducks do in defense? Who knows at this point? I guess it's the Jamie Drysdale show now. It, it's, it was definitely a very head scratching move from Anaheim's perspective. Um, you know, I figured, um, had the Hurricanes not traded Hayden Flurry, that he would definitely be a top pick for Seattle in the expansion draft for us if he didn't get protected. So, again, I'm not surprised at all that he is uh, up there in Seattle now. It was nice to see him smile and not look like he wanted to jump off a cliff. Um, 
so that's nice. Um, oh, and then, God, yeah. I'm, then I, now he yeah. also gets to play with his brother, um, who they picked up from Montreal, Kale Fleury. So that's really cool as well. Um, and then from the Hurricanes, I was a little bit surprised by this. They picked up Morgan Geeky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> While he's definitely a good depth forward for like your fourth line, um, you know, that's great. But I was really thinking that Jake Bean was going to be the guy that they took um, just with the Hurricanes, you know, maybe trying to incentivize uh, Seattle to take him, um, you know, maybe throw in a little something extra or whatever. Uh, and because Ron Francis also drafted him uh, years ago and then the Hurricanes not being thrilled with his development. I'm really surprised he didn't go um, and that they took Morgan Geeky. Again, yeah, it's a good solid depth pick. And again, there are still moves to be made throughout the offseason. So Bean could still be gone. So we'll see what happens there. It was a, again, it was just one of those head-scratching Ron Francis moves. Uh, again, I know all too well about his moves that he makes. Um, he's, you know, he quote, likes the group we got. Uh, yeah, he said that quite often here when the group was a glorified AHL roster. Um, so that it was a weird move. Um, it sucks because he, he, he does have some upside. Is he going to be Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Andrew Ovechkin? No, he's not. Uh, he could be a good middle six guy, uh, I think. Maybe more on the uh, third line. Uh, we'll see, but he's a good depth piece for Seattle, and we'll see how things go. Um, but for Minnesota, um, they took Carson. I'm probably going to pronounce this last name wrong. Uh, Sousy? Or how Close. You it? Susie. Susie. Okay. Uh, what do you think about that pick, Uh Seth, um, I'm not familiar with that, so this is the floor is yours on this one. Honestly, this is probably best case scenario for the Wilds um, with how their protection list played out after buying out Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi. This was kind of what we expected to happen the entirety of the offseason gearing up for the uh, expansion list. Matt Dumba, I think, was the more, more appealing name, but then... Once the Wild were able to protect him, cross that off and don't worry about it. Uh, there then was some steam that it was going to be Capo Kakinen, young goaltender. I get some flashbacks of, uh, or, or some thoughts about uh, what you are currently dealing with in Carolina, Jared. So uh, maybe we can give you Capo. Um, we'll talk about that some other time. But mm-hmm. Susie was buried here on the depth chart. Um, he was a third-line defender for us. I think he'll be more of a second-line defender for Seattle, so we'll probably get that classic, hey, how come he's producing so well with the Kraken and he wasn't doing anything here? Well, he was buried on the depth chart. So, yeah, it's going to hurt because we also have to deal with losing Suter. Now we have to deal with losing Susie. Maybe going to have to deal with losing Ian Cole, too, if he signs elsewhere. Um, so the uh, the cupboard is a little bare defensively, but... I guess this was probably my best case scenario for uh, how the expansion draft was going to play out. So I'm happy with it. Um, it's going to be, we're going to need to replace him somehow, but honestly it's, it's better than what we were dealing with a couple months ago where it was looking like Matt Dumbo was going to be gone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, is, is there anybody I'll, I'll else you're you're worried about losing, Seth? <laughs> Maybe to uh, I've no I, over I, in uh, Asia. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, actually, fun fact: I had a guest on this week, and we looked at what Kirill would be able to make um, with the KHL. He's not going to make anywhere near the uh, same amount of money uh, that he would make in the NHL. So I pretty much have I pretty much have given up on that as even being a possibility. Uh, you yeah, know, I was, was going to ask you, there. Seth. Go ahead. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask. Um, who do you expect to replace Carson Soucy with? Because the only guy that I could think of that might be somewhat decent is maybe Ian McCoshin. That could replace Carson Soucy later. I think it will be the mustache god, Kalen Addison, who can help a little more offensively right now than Soucy was able to. Um, he'll help out more on the power play, which that's an interesting wrinkle to this is Ryan Suter, despite carrying the Titanic out on the ice. Um, <laughs> he was getting first first line power play minutes on a nightly basis. And so now that's not a thing. And so there will be some open opportunities for other guys to step in that are, I don't know, maybe a little better on the power play. And so I am uh, I'm excited at that prospect, but I, I think it's going to be Addison. There also are apparently some rumblings that we're trying to get Brennan Manel back from the KHL. He could be another guy that slots into one of those bottom line pairings. And, you know, let's say Ian Cole comes back as well. He could be um, another guy to help fill those bottom three on defense. But I don't know. Other than that, there are, I'm sure, free agents that we will take a look at as well. The old uh, kick in the tires phrase that uh, so many GMs like to use. Um, they'll, they'll fill it somehow, but my guess is if I had to pick today, it would be Kalen Addison. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Minnesota defense. Uh, that, that was all you there. Uh, it'll be, it'll be the elite. The Ducks are familiar. They faced them eight times this season. <laughs> We're certainly familiar with the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Why do they have to be good the one year we play? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, is. <laughs> Um, but just looking down yet you know, some of the other names uh, that were picked up um, again, I personally, I really like that Hayden flurry pick um, from Anaheim. Um, I think Mark Giordano, yeah, Giordano, how you pronounce it uh, from Calgary. I think that's a decent pick. I know there was talk about him wearing the C for Seattle. That's pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Jamie Alexiak from Dallas. I think that's a pretty good one there. Uh, Chris Drieger from Florida. I really like that one. I'm not surprised uh, at that. I frankly, I kind of wanted um, Carolina maybe to try to go after him uh, in free agency because I think that would have been really nice pickup for them uh, had they not made the trade that they made today. Um, Jordan Eberle um, from the New York Islanders. I like that one as well. Um, and then Yanni Gord. That's the uh, best from, one. Yep. Yeah, from Tampa. That's definitely probably their best pick um, that they made. Uh, and then Brandon Tanev from Pittsburgh. I, th- I think that one's an all right pick as well. This July, Built Bar is asking you to celebrate freedom of choice. Built Bar has an assortment of amazing flavors from coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My personal favorite is raspberry. Yours might be some other flavor. So you can try a mixed box that has two each of the nine flavors. The best part about Built Bar, though, they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges from 130 to 180 calories, 
contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So they not only taste great, but they're good for you as well. And how about this? Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So head to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Uh, but what were some picks from you guys um, yeah. that stuck out for you that you like or extremely dislike? Well, I I just want to start by um, saying that the yeah. Tanev, um, the Tanev mugshot that they showed when he was uh, selected by the Kraken was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically how I look almost every waking minute of every day uh, at work. So I I really identified with that, and so I'll say Tanev was was one of my favorites. But um, I don't know. It's it's just such an interesting it's such an interesting roster because there just were so many examples where the Kraken just were like, nope, we're going for the uh, we're going for the younger player, we're going for the young prospect. Um, like I I don't know. I'm. I'm still trying to piece together this um, this roster, so I guess I guess I'll say Drieger was um, I guess the surprise because that's when seemed at least to me that's when it seemed to flip that Capo was not going to be taken from the Wild roster. So that one kind of surprised me, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I do remember seeing a thing last night uh, after the expansion draft where. Ron Francis said that teams weren't willing to make the moves that they did with Vegas um, because they kind of learned from their mistakes. So I do think that's something to kind of weigh into their roster that they have right now um, because of how good Vegas was right out of the gate. Um, And teams don't want to deal with that again. So I think that's something to weigh there. Um, But again, just with, like I've said, some of the players that were left available um, with teams, you know, I mentioned Carey Price earlier. I mean, you had Nino on the Hurricanes. Um, I believe Landis Cog was left unprotected. Like, there's so many big-name guys that yeah. were left unprotected that you could have went after um, and made a splash, but they didn't. Again, there's still time. But there's some moves free made, agents but... out there. You never know. Yeah, again, there's know. still plenty of time. Um, we'll see what happens. Yep. But. And, I, and I bet, and I bet you, I bet you that they're going to use that thirty million or so in cap space to go after a couple of big names. And I'm going to hijack your show for a minute because <laughs> I bet you that we're going to see the Seattle Kraken's stock go up a little bit. Why am I saying that? Hmm. Is is it because I'm betting on the Seattle Kraken? You know they're where you can go bet, bet on, on the Seattle Kraken betonline.ag they have the nhl futures right now and the seattle kraken are a plus 2500 they're i think 15th or 16th on the list of whichever team's going to win the stanley cup so you have the stanley cup odds to win guess who's the favorite right now colorado shocker plus 550 yeah carolina is still fifth at plus 1200 so you never know so you know you go to betonline.ag and y'all know what the code is for betonline.ag. Locked on. Locked on. That gets you a 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit $200, what's the bonus that you get? 
$100. Yeah. He knows how to math, folks. I'm oh, glad you made it easy. <laughs> is the one place that has you covered, the one place we trust. Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> yeah, don't, we don't... Uh, gamble responsibly. Don't bet on the devils. Right. <laughs> don't bet on the sabers. Oh. Not that and anyone would. Especially... Especially, don't bet on the Ducks. <laughs> They're still retooling. How long have they been doing that now? Oh, hush. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're I, start, I deserve that you're one. Sound, you're starting to sound like the Philadelphia 76ers of just trust the process, trust the process year after year. They were the number one seed in the NBA playoffs. They did and then they anyway. choked. <laughs> And then they choked. That was rough. That was rough on my pocketbook. Speaking of betonline.ag. Yeah. Yep. They just need to um, seven <laughs> fast. As long as he doesn't come to Charlotte. So I'll give my thoughts on the expansion draft. There were some really interesting picks out of the Pacific division. And I'm going to start with the LA Kings, the rivals across town. Why they got Curtis McDermott. I don't know. Curtis McDermott, his style of play was good, dot, 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 back in the 80s and 90s, back when there was fighting, back when Colorado and Detroit were pummeling each other in the playoffs. Then, back then, you could use someone like McDermott. Now, he's not the fastest guy. He's a strong defenseman. He's big. That That's his biggest asset. He's big, and he knows how to fight. That's about it. He might draw some butts in the seats with some big heavyweight matches, but that's about it. They passed on Blake Lazat. They passed on Kale Clegg, who's an exciting young defenseman who's been severely underused and underutilized in LA and Ontario. And he's going to continue to be underutilized in LA and Ontario. Or maybe Wags, Austin Wagner. I thought he might get chosen as well. All guys that have good value, good upside that were not selected by Seattle. So the Kings lucked out a little bit there by not losing one of their skilled guys. Um, Alexander True for San Jose, whatever, they had to pick someone, I guess. Um, Mark (laughs) Giordano I thought was an easy one. The other intriguing one to me was from the Edmonton Oilers picking up Adam Larson. So he is a UFA. and. I did like that one a lot. And Seattle used its window to get a good contract, four years, $16 million. That's not a bad deal. Adam Larson can get you some big-time minutes. He can score you some big goals. And, yes, his offense isn't as good as Edmonton had hoped, but he's one of the best defensemen out there. He's really good as being a defensive defenseman. So I could see him slotting – in either the first or second line defense for the Seattle Kraken. That's how good I think that pick was. And some, and it's a pick that we don't really talk about because we have these other stars that we just mentioned. Uh, Mark Giordano, which I think was an excellent pick. Jamie Alexiak was a good pick. But Adam Larson, we got, we got to not put any slander on his name. He's better than people think. Yeah. That'll do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, big thank you to Jared Ellis for organizing the crossover episode today. A lot of fun to talk to those two about the expansion draft. As mentioned in the opener, if the Jack Eichel trade does go down today, uh, we will have an emergency podcast coming up later for you. So uh, we'll make sure to get that word out. If it does happen, 
which, uh, as I said, if there are going to be draft picks involved, involved, it seems likely that it would happen today. But we'll see, and uh, we'll just uh, wait and react uh, if something does happen. Make sure to follow Lockdown Wild in the event that there is a trade. You'll be up to date, and uh, you can stay up to date with the latest episodes Monday through Friday by following Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for some uh, other features going throughout the week as well. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. We'll drop the rest of this uh, expansion crossover uh, tomorrow and Sunday as well. So uh, you can keep an eye out for some bonus weekend episodes uh, of Locked on Wild here as well. Uh, Enjoy the draft tonight. Plenty of recap coming up on Monday. And you can find new episodes Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.